0: This episode of This Week in Wealth is sponsored by Alpha Wealth Group. Tom Fortino is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors LLC and SEC registered advisor. WGN Radio and RWA are not affiliated. Here's WGN Radio's Elise Glink and Alpha Wealth Group's Tom Fortino.
1: Good morning, Chicago. Welcome back to This Week in Wealth. I'm Elise Glink. I'm a WGN talk show host and a financial journalist and the CEO of Best Money Moves, my financial wellness company.
2: And I'm Tom Fortino. I'm the founder and principal of the Alpha Wealth Group right here in the Chicagoland area.
1: So we got a great question this week about Social Security, and we're going to get that uh, get to that in the second half of the show, so stick around for that. If you want to talk with Tom or ask him a question or ask us a question, call 630-934-1855. That's 630-934-1855. Or go to com and don't forget to pull out a piece of paper and a pencil because we know you're going to want to take some notes. Right,
2: Tom? I agree. It's always about providing... <laughs> Actionable items, things that are going to make a difference in your uh, in your plan.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we had another really big week of news. Um, the stock market. Is up ten percent from the low, uh, still down fifteen to twenty percent ish depending on which of the markets you 're actually looking at. NASDAq is still down the most um, new construction though when you look at real estate new construction was announced that it 's down about eight percent existing home sales have stalled new construction sales I should point out are back at a level annualized level of around six or seven hundred thousand. It should be double that right now. And, of course, the big news uh, of the week was that the GDP was negative for the second quarter, uh, 0.9, which technically meets one definition of a recession. But the economists that make that call haven't actually called it yet, Tom. So given this kind of interesting and mixed news, because we are getting some positive earnings, Uber, I think, Went, went positive for the first time, um, they announced their, their I, I actually didn't think that that many people were taking Ubers, but I guess they are. Uh, what's your take, Tom? Are we in a recession, not in a recession, and does it even matter?
2: Well, it's probably, I'm leaning more towards the, it doesn't matter in the sense that really what matters is you, you know how it's impacting you personally, how it's impacting your retirement plan or your overall plan, investment plan. You know we can get caught up on these numbers as much as we like you know i know you gave some numbers whether it's regarding housing we can talk about savings rate being down or unemployment claims being up and savings rates you know are not where they're supposed to be and earnings have come out this quarter and not been not been the greatest some have done okay but again you can get all you know caught up in all of these numbers to try to determine you know and the question is so so now what now what do you do When you have all these numbers and how do you um, look at your plan? Look, I would say just as a general comment, if you're 10 years out or more from retirement, you know, you just gotta stay the course, you gotta keep investing, you gotta keep putting money into these plans. And, uh, and well, first of all, have a plan, but, you know, as much <laughs> yes, as possible. Number is what I'm saying. one, have a plan.
1: You're, you're the man with the plan for
2: everybody. As Which, simple and as trite as that may seem, it's just about, do you really have a plan there? I mean, I know a lot of us, it's interesting because I have these conversations all the time, least, where someone coming say, you know, I just, I woke up one day and all of a sudden I was a few years out from retirement. And so. Yeah. Yeah. It happened. So those are the things I would say, you know, as far as the market is concerned, you mentioned it was still down, and it is. We've kind of had these uptakes. You know, it was down 12% at the beginning of March or 13 maybe. It came back about 10%, and it was only down 2 It's like man, we're almost back to even at the end of March. And then what happened? It dropped bounced a little. Some would argue this is these bear market bounces and that we're still, I, I'm, I'm more in the camp that I think there's still a lot of headwinds in this economy. So for those that are near retirement or in retirement, these are the where, this is where you're the most vulnerable and you really want to take a look and examine where are the risky assets? What do you have in the portfolio? And really do some analysis and, and should you be maybe a little more defensive? Should you own more value? You know, these are the types of things, so it's, again, it's about really kind of looking under the hood and knowing what you own. Also, the income side of it, really what it comes down to, where is the income coming from? The question I ask many times is, how much of your income is reliant on the market, right? And that can be very troublesome, especially in these times, right?
1: yeah it is it's it's interesting also i mean the whole idea of a plan you know people get confused by that i think people think a plan has to be complicated and it has to be you know something that's above them right to develop a plan Mm -hmm. but i know what you mean by a plan what i think you mean is you've got to have some sort of regular contribution with a specific goal in mind Mm -hmm. so that you're going to actually get there and and You know, in my world, what I tell people to do is you come up with a number, you know, whatever that number is, and then you reverse engineer it. So you Mm -hmm. divide by the number of months until your expected retirement, and that's how much you have to put away, right? And then you can factor in things like the growth of the capital over, you know, 10 years. Mm -hmm. You've said often on this show, we've never had a losing 20 year period. I think we've barely had a losing 10 year period. So you can probably count on you know, a modest 6% growth of your money. And mm-hmm. if you do better than that, hallelujah. Uh, but, you know, this idea that you have to, you know, that you can just wing it. I think people think they can just wing retirement.
2: Right. I mean, it's 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 something where, again, it's it's sometimes when you're far out or wherever it may be. I know we've made, we've looked at some of the numbers before. And I've said the Employee Benefit Research Institute has said that up to almost half the people simply guess at what they need. And it really is a commitment. If the, one of the takeaways from today's show was I'm going to sit down, take a look. That's why you know, I've offered the asset organizer before. We talk, I talk about financial organisa- organization a lot at least. Do you know what the value of your accounts are? Do you know what your contributions are to your plans right now? Are you doing Roth IRAs in addition to your 401k? You know, again, how are the assets titled? Um, You know, what income will you have in retirement? Have you gone to SSA.gov and and looked at what your benefits are gonna be? That's an income stream that comes in. We talk about income planning as a big piece of it. That comes in regardless of what you've saved, regardless of what the 401k is. Have you done those things? Do you have a pension? Have you contacted your pension provider? So we provide worksheets to do all these things. And you know what's interesting is once you go through this process, it is eye-opening. There are things you will uncover that you were totally unaware of, but more than that, I think you'll come back, you'll have a complete snapshot right in front of you of, okay, I see where I'm at. I get it. And then you can really start the process of planning. So that's kind of the step in this whole process. Get organized. We have asset organizer worksheets. We have budget worksheets. All of these things, man, that is really where it starts in the process.
1: You know what's interesting, and I know we're going to run to the commercial break on this, but... I was having, We were out in Wisconsin this weekend, and mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with um, one half of the couple that we were with. And she and I were walking on the beach and talking about how, you know, she really wants to understand more about what their big number is, the big retirement number, and how to get there and all that. And it's kind of interesting when you put a number out there mm-hmm. that, you know, I, as an objective observer and armchair <laughs> financial planner, right, I was just like, I think you're going to be fine. I don't know why you're so worried about it. And mm-hmm. yet they they are. And I think it comes from this whole idea of not knowing. Mm-hmm. Let's let's take a short break right now. Um, if you want to ask Tom a question, 630-934-1855, or you can just go and get your uh, free planning packet and all the stuff you just talked about at alphawealthgroup.com. And stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Wealth. I'm Elise Glink here with Tom Fortino of Alpha Wealth Group. If you'd like to ask us a question uh, or suggest a topic for a show, Absolutely. 630-934-1855 is our number, or go to com. So I was just, it, before, when we went to the break, I was talking about our friends in Wisconsin who mm-hmm. are starting to sort of imagine like, how long it's going to take them to get to their magic number. And mm-hmm. everybody's got a magic number, whatever that is. And, you know, Tom, you got a question this week about... Um, Basically, Social Security and whether and when somebody takes it. Mm-hmm. So why don't you t- tell tell everybody what the question was, and then we can talk.
2: Well, it was, it was, it was someone had had written in or sent me an email and said they just turned 65 and they were wondering about taking benefits. They're retired. And they said with the economy and the inflation, not to mention Social Security uh, debates, what's going on there, they're feeling this take it now philosophy. And they're wondering, I guess the question is, when should they take it now? That's a big one because you can take it as early as 62. You can let it defer every year until age 70. And so the question is, and then there's, if you're married, there's, you know, spousal benefits, there's retirement benefits. One can turn it on, one can defer. So there's a lot of things to consider here.
1: Yeah, but at 65, they're not even full retirement age.
2: Well, that's true. And but you know I always will say you know full retirement age is this number. Typically, if anyone is born from 1960 and later, your full retirement age is, is 67. Prior to that, it's it's there's a formula they use from 54 to to 1960 what they determine it is. But really, what it comes down to is that's just the number because you could take it at full retirement age, which is 67. You could take it at 68. You could take it at 69. You can take it at 69 in six months. So really, what it comes down to is what makes sense for you now. Typically, you know, if you want to it because again it grows by eight percent per year, that's called the delayed retirement credit. I've seen benefits just rough ballpark numbers. You know, at sixty five it might be thirty-six thousand. If you wait till seventy, it could be forty two or forty-three thousand a year. So the the comment I just make on some general comments I'll make on Social Security um, is the larger one, the larger benefit stays for the life of both if they're again if you're married for both spouses. Um, It goes to, to the surviving spouse if the spouse passes away. So typically, those are the ones you want to defer, the larger one. Well, one can turn on the smaller one. Again, general comments. And these are things that we want to take a look at as to when does it make sense to take it. Because remember, it's a lifetime benefit. I'll quote Lawrence Kotlikoff. I'll mm-hmm. give him um, the attribution for this. He wrote a great book on this called Get What's Yours. It's a book on Social Security. And he said, look, the risk isn't dying. The risk is living. So when we lock into a lower benefit, you have to remember when you're 72 and you look back and say, "Man, I'd like to change." It's too late. It's, it's in many cases this is an irrevocable decision. So we have to be very careful as to when we turn on that Social Security benefit. And and there's a number of moving parts, but you know, give some thought to it. You know, we do a Social Security analysis for people to show them. There's no perfect answer, by the way. Yeah. But uh, again, let's try to because that income again. Remember, we talked about the importance of income. If it can be deferred and continue to grow, you know that's for both lifetimes,
1: right? And and you definitely want to think about if you're 65, maybe you're retired, but there are other places to take that money before mm-hmm. you actually go ahead and take it. You know, especially if you're right. going to take a decent-sized deduction <clears throat> to take it at 65 instead of 67. If you can wait that extra mm-hmm. year and a half or two years, uh, it feels like that's
2: just better, right? Well, you know, to your point, Elise, you know, you can look at, this is all about, we talked (laughs) earlier about having a plan. Yeah. The plan is, look, maybe you say, what I'm going to do is, now that I'm retired and maybe my income is low, maybe I start drawing down my IRA in the lower tax bracket, so I pay in the 10 and the 12%, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe that's not true. Or I do conversions, Roth conversions. So now, in the meantime, my Social Security is deferring at 8% per year. By the time I'm seventy, I turn it on, I've maximized my social security benefit. Now maybe I'm getting more of it tax tax free because, you know, um Roths do not count against the um, against the uh, social security and maybe I've drawn down some of my IRA so now my required distribution is less. So this is where you can really get, uh, gets. I mean, I think it kind of gets exciting. I don't know, maybe. To me it is, I think, when you start to do these things. And you, well, it's supposed I to be exciting for you.
1: <laughs> is it exciting to you, as you said? Is it? I know I said it's supposed <laughs> to be exciting to you, though you're the one doing it. No, I, I think that, you know, and let's talk about tax for a minute, because I think that that was another, you know, sort of issue that came up this week is, understanding how taxes work in retirement and even though it's not really tax season maybe this is the right time to to talk about it, especially if you've got Social Security. So one of the big questions that always comes in, and Larry Kotlikoff all th- does talk about this, is how Social Security gets taxed and where mm-hmm. it gets taxed. And I hear often from people, and I see a lot of this conversation going on online, how people need to retire, who are retiring, move out of places like California because it's a high-tax state. But right. California and I think most states don't tax Social Security, do they?
2: Well, certainly a lot of them don't. Illinois does not. I mean, sometimes I'll tell people, look, believe it or not, Illinois, from a tax standpoint on a state level for retirees, is pretty good. They don't tax pensions, they don't tax IRAs, and they don't tax Social Security. You know, but the federal level, which are the higher tax brackets, of course, where now you can get into a 22 or 24, you know, even a 32 and higher tax bracket, those will be probably a little more impactful on your Social Security than the others. So, the, up to 85 percent of your benefit could be taxable to you, right? So, on a thirty thousand dollar benefit, up to twenty five thousand could be taxable at whatever your tax rate is, and that's why we talk about you know, the less you, I mean, as an example, this is an ex- significant illustration, I guess, from the standpoint of, ex- I don't want to say extreme, but if all of your money was in Roth IRAs and all your income was coming from Social Security and the Roths, you would pay no taxes on anything. Your Social Security would be tax-free, everything would be tax-free because Roths are not included in that calculation.
1: And that's a great point, right? Because you can get things that are tax-advantaged, right? You can, you can actually get, they're mutual funds, not mutual funds, um, no, mutual funds. That, that Depending on how certain investments are structured, that would mm-hmm. be like municipal bonds used to be like, tax-free or low tax. Mm-hmm. There's other things you can do, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is part of the plan because when you go into retirement... You've got all these things, as I said, from a federal level, pensions are taxable 100%. Your retirement accounts, traditional IRAs, 401ks, 100% taxable. And they, in turn, are used to figure out how much of your Social Security is taxable, which is up to 85% of that's taxable. So, you know, there's some opportunities here, I think, um, you know, as we approach retirement and in retirement, we can start to reposition money. You know, from the taxable accounts to tax free, and maybe we can do it in lower brackets. So it's it's just something to start to look at. And I know you made you said it's not tax season. I would say it's a lot of times it's always tax season.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <It's> and always... <laughs> that's the winning line.
2: <laughs> uh, anyway.
1: Okay, so I have another question about the conversions. We've talked about Roth conversions, but if you're in a high income bracket now, converting your Roth, how does that make sense? Because you're just paying the high taxes today.
2: Yeah, it's a tough call. It really depends. Right now, you know, the tax brackets are a little lower because up until, you know, the 24 percent marginal tax bracket, I'm talking for joint couples, goes all the way up to 340. Not to diminish uh, the tax bracket, but in 2026, they're going to be sunset potentially to higher tax brackets and maybe higher tax brackets in the future. By the way, it doesn't mean you can't make Roth IRA contributions. Conversions and contributions can both be done at the same time. They're two separate things. I have a um, a client who just went back to work part-time. Guess what? He's over 70, but we're going to make Roth IRA contributions because he has earned income.
1: Yeah. And why not? And why not? Well, you can always save more money is, is the thing. And there's no downside to that. I want people to understand there's no downside mm-hmm. to saving more money. You save more money, it just gives you more options. More travel, uh, believe me, that's pretty expensive, or just driving yeah. around money these days um, yes. with 4 to $5 a gallon of gas, something I think we never thought we'd see in our lifetime. We have uh, just a minute left. Um, any last pitch for uh, tax every season?
2: well i would just say like i as i was saying earlier at least you know this financial organization part of that is taxes you know um so my my point is everyone get organized really take and make an effort to put the budget worksheets the asset organized together and even understand what your marginal tax bracket is today maybe you look at your tax returns i mean i know that's not too exciting but understand (laughs) where you're at in these tax brackets um And then you can start to make the decision if you're in a 22% tax bracket, maybe you want to pay the 22% today to put it into a Roth to never pay tax the rest of your life. You can make those decisions. So this is all about being informed to make good decisions that are going to have an impact on on your plan.
1: Well, that's it for this week, folks. Thank you so much for listening. If you've got a question for us, please reach out, 630-934-1855. Um, you know, thanks to John who sent in that question about Social Security because I think it just gives us a chance to answer your questions. And that's what we're here for. You can also find more about Tom and download all the uh, sheets, worksheets that you need at alphawealthgroup.com. I'm Elise Glink. We'll talk to you again next week on This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN.